Hey y'all, thank you so much for joining me. This is Reveal True Podcast. I am your favorite host, Zanita Anastasia. And today we are going to be talking about, I'm not going to tell you yet, <laughs> but I just want to start off like I normally do. I'm just going to go ahead and pray us in. Um, Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Um, Lord, thank you for this opportunity to go before your children and speak your words. Um, Lord, I ask that you allow this podcast series to be beneficial to those in need. Lord, I ask that it feeds the spirits of those who are hungry for it. I pray that you allow this to penetrate even the 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 deepest, darkest places and crevices of your children. Um, I pray that it is healing. I pray that it is um, a blessing empowering um i pray that this is um just very very educational for those who don't really fully understand um your principles and your ways and and why you set things up like you do um so lord i pray that your word penetrates the 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 cold-hearted um the the heart the hearts that don't have any any just any desire for you i pray that you penetrate against that i pray that the people that have built up walls because of things that that have happened to them things that they have experienced lord i pray that you just break them down break down those walls um break down those um those those seeds and spirits of unbelief lord and we just ask that you allow your children to be open and available and willing to be able to to receive the word that that's about to come forth on today, um, Father God, I know that you will cover us and keep us in perfect peace. I know that you will um, provide um, wisdom, knowledge, and understanding as this word goes forth. And Lord, I thank you for this series, and I look forward to what you're doing for your people in my life. And Lord, I'm I'm just thankful for your for your presence, Lord. Thank you for being here today with me and and just just being present while I, I do what you assigned me to do, Lord. And I just I just love you so much. And thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You are awesome. You are mighty. You are wonderful, Lord. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So today's topic. We are going to be talking about, drumroll please, we are talking about sex, lies, and soul ties, okay? So, I named this topic Sex, Lies, and Soul Ties because um, I did attend um, John's um, disciples meeting that he has monthly in the Houston area, if anybody is in the Houston area, you know, feel free to check him out. But um, we were at his disciples meeting and, you know, his topic was sex, dating, and I believe relationships and marriage, right? Yeah. So we were just talking about, you know, John says something along the lines of um, people take, how people take sex lightly, sex before marriage lightly. And so, um, you know, just hearing that, you know, I'm thinking, you know, like, yeah, people do take sex lightly, you know, people, they do, um, 
you know, people don't really care. Like people literally don't care. They, they you know, people nowadays they have sneaky links. They have, um, I don't know what they calling them, but I know that people is sneaking around having sex with people, and people not sneaking around and people having sex with people. People are not married and they just having sex. People selling sex. People buying sex. People, you know, watching porn for sex. People having sex with themselves. You know, it's just a lot of sexual immorality going on in the world today. And so, um, with that being said, um, I just felt like it was it was time for me to make it official and go live um, on my platform and just say something, you know, about it to the people because um, I did have um, a couple of topics about, you know, sex and um, sex and soul ties and generational curses. But, you know, this particular one, I just feel like it is all together. Like I was sitting here thinking before I made this um, sex, lies, and soul ties topic, I'm like, Lord, what should I call this? Like, should this be um, a generational curse topic, but talk about sex? Or should this be a soul tie topic, but talk about, um, you know, but talk about generational curses, you know? So I was really just torn in between, like, what should I do? Should I do this or should I do that? And so um, a couple months ago, I had this topic, sex, lies, and soul ties, and it really just popped up in my head. And so I'm like, okay, there it is, sex, lies, and soul ties. And, you know, sex, lies, and soul ties because, you know, when it comes to this generation, we are really, like, up in the air. Like, we don't know um, what to do when it comes to sex, not just adults, but young adults. You know, you never know how many teens, preteens, young adults um, young kids are actually sexually active at an early age, you know, because they don't know, they don't understand the importance. I can honestly say when I was growing up, um, my mom, she didn't really talk to me much about sex. I mean, I remember one time my dad tried to talk to me and my sisters and my brother about the birds and the bees, but I was so little and sex was the furthest thing from my mind. Like I literally didn't know nothing about it, didn't care about it. You know, at that time I was a little, um, you know, a little rug rat just running around and just really just trying to, um, I was just trying to run the streets with my homeboys. You know, I was a tomboy growing up. So, you know, I was just running the streets, thugging, you know, so I wasn't worried about sex. Like, yes, I had crush a crush on, on men. Well, not men, of course not, but on, on young boys. But it wasn't like nothing too extreme. I was always shy. Didn't want to kiss a boy. Didn't really want to talk to a boy. Didn't really want to tell a boy that I liked him, you know, and I'm not going to lie. Even now, I still carry some of those same traits as a 28-year-old woman. So um, I wasn't really educated on sex when I got of age. So then, you know, I just felt like um, some things happened to me as a young child, you know, that it did um, ignite my sexual curiosity. Um, I would say that. Um, but I was still scared. I was scared to have sex. I was scared to, you know, let anybody you know, touch me or, you know, any kind of way just, just because I didn't know what I was doing. And I was just like, in my mind, I'm like, well, you know, I'm gonna wait until I'm married because I heard somewhere, you know, along the lines of me growing up, I heard that that was what was best, you know, to wait until you're married, you know? And so 
Um, I was like, you know, I think that's what I want to do. But by the time I turned 18, you know, my sexual desires was, you know, they were raging and I finally had a boyfriend, my first boyfriend. And I just was like, okay, well, I feel like, you know, I just want to try it. I feel like I'm ready, you know, and I was like, you know, whatever happens, happens. And it just so happened like he, the guy initiated, you know, some activity with me and then boom, next thing you know, like I'm a, not a virgin anymore. And like when I lost my virginity, it was, it was major because I was like, man, I really want my virginity back. Like I want, I want that back, but you know, I, it, it's once it's gone, you know, you can never get it back. And so, um, with that being said, I just feel like it's very important to educate people, not just, you know, not just adults, but children, you know, I feel like children, they think it's it's cool, you know, everybody having sex, everybody doing it. Adults, they think I'm grown, I can do what I want to do. But like, do we really understand the importance of why God allowed us to say, hey, when you get a husband, when you become a wife, you know, then, you, you know, then it's okay. You know, we don't really understand why marriage is so sacred. And so I just wanted to use this opportunity to go ahead and, you know, just give back what God gave to me. You know, I like to gather my thoughts, gather my um my studies that I've watched and, you know, just just give it back. So, um this past weekend, um this past weekend I went to a Sunday service at my friend's church. Um, and her uncle is the pastor and he was talking about, you know, having control over your emotions. And then later that evening, um, I went to, um, John's disciple meeting and his topic was, um, sex and sexual, you know, sexual immorality basically. And then, um, I watched um, the top church, which is John's parents' church. Um, I watched them, and, you know, the pastor was talking about um, strongholds. And then, um, what is today? Well, today, this morning, um, which is Wednesday, um, I wake up and... You know, uh, I'm watching, um, ooh, I forgot the church name, but I think it's, El, I don't know, but um, I'll tell y'all, I'll probably leave it in like the description or whatever, but um, the pastor was telling, t- talking about um, winning the test against purity, and so I was just like, I want to talk about this, you know, because I learned something in this last sermon um that I watched today like I learned a lot honestly and so I was like man I just I just feel like I need to say something I feel like you know the discussion that we had at John Disciple Meeting like I feel like it sparked something in me you know but I feel like the topic and the discussion that I had you know well not the discussion but the topic that um, winning, winning the, winning the test against purity. I felt like that really just sparked something like it just blew, blew, you know, it just added so much fuel to the fire for me. And so, 
Um, as I was looking in my notebook, because I just bought a notebook Saturday, Saturday I bought a new notebook and I told myself, hey, this is going to be strictly for my, my sermons that I watch at church, you know, because um, I'm going to be honest, I haven't been taking a lot of notes. I just, I'll go to church, but I haven't been taking any notes. You know, I haven't been taking any nuggets home with me so I could digest them properly, you know. And so um, I was like, I'm going to just give me a notebook, you know, I'm going to get this notebook and this is going to be my church notebook. So Saturday I get the notebook, Sunday I go to church, write in it. Sunday evening, I go to John church. I mean, go, go to John service for his disciples meeting. I'm taking notes, you know, it was like a group discussion, but I'm taking notes. And as I'm taking notes, I go home and I seen like a little clip of John's, uh, his, his parents sermon. And so it looked really interesting because I do got the app. And so I looked at the app and I'm like, yeah, I need to watch this. So I watched this and then it's talking about strongholds. And so now we bring me back to today and something was just telling me, like, what am I going to talk about? Because I did ask John to join me um, for the next podcast. Um, And so which he will be, you know, he'll be, he will be our next guest for the next podcast. And, you know, he'll be able to share his thoughts on everything. Um, but, um, so when I'm looking at my notebook, I'm just like, how am I going to put all my thoughts down? How am I going to organize what I'm supposed to say? And so I really just looked at my notebook and I'm like, not even joking. I looked at my notebooks from my notebook from, Sunday from the notes that I took from Sunday all the way up until today. And it was like, go ahead, gave me the blueprint on what to say, what to talk about, you know, what's going on, what's happening. And I'm like, wow, like that's nobody but God. I'm just like total in total disbelief, not even disbelief, but I'm like in awe, like, wow, God, you really gave me the blueprint. Like you really, really just put this in my lap. Like you gave it to me Sunday. Sunday evening, Sunday night, Wednesday, Wednesday morning, you know, and it's like, wow, like, and, and since Sunday up until now, this moment it's Thursday. Now I've been digesting this stuff and I've been, you know, um, meditating on it, thinking about it, you know, going over it. And I cannot wait to share what I have discovered, you know, what God has revealed to me within this couple day time frame and it's like it's definitely something that God's people need to hear. And so I just want to start off with, you know, saying the devil has been lying to us. He's been tricking us, you know, even anybody who knows anybody knows that he is not your friend. He is not here to, you know, encourage you. He is not here to you know, help you grow. His his sole objective in your life is to just continue to bring you down, continue to tear you down, continue to see you fail, cause you to fail, give you reasons why, you know, try to put little lies into your ear, reasons why you can't succeed and just basically just go against everything that the word of God says that you can do. You know, you are more than a conqueror. You know, you can do all things through Christ who strengthen you. You are the head and not the tail above and not beneath. You know, these are all the, these are all the promises of God that he gave to us and in the enemy's job, his job is to steal, kill and destroy. And so anything that the enemy tries to tell you is going to be something that's going against the word of God. And, you know, God is not a man that he should lie. Like if he said that, 
you are the head and not the tail. You are that. You know, if, if he said we can have the fruit of the spirit, which is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. I always get caught up. Faithfulness. Love, joy, peace, patience. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. Hold on, cause I got them on my. I got them written on my uh my bathroom, my bathroom mirror. Cause I be forgetting. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, goodness, faithfulness, and self control. There we go. He, you know, I <laughs> excuse me, but I got them. But yeah, like he tries to lie to us and tell us that we we don't we don't have access to these things. And the one that always the the the. The fruit of the spirit that always gets me is self-control, whether that's, you know, self-control, having self-control when it comes to, you know, just being pure for the Lord, you know, and just even though I didn't maintain my my purity, you know, before I got before I got sexually active, you know, just it's still not too late for me to try and maintain my my sexual purity as I'm growing, you know, until I have a husband, even though I do have kids, you know, it's never too late for me to start over. And so I've struggled with self-control for a while. And I feel like I've been praying for God to help me with my self-control. And I feel like, you know, a lot of times, not even a lot of times, all the time, um, when I, when I speak about something, God is dealing with me in it. it. It can be either he's dealing with me in that season, you know, in the same time that I'm sharing with you, God is dealing with me or it'll be, he's already dealt with me. And so now he's like, okay, now go forth and go tell him what I said, you know? And so that is, that is what God does for me. And so I feel like in this season, I feel like this series, Sex, Lies and Soul Ties is going to be beneficial to myself, to anyone who listens, to anyone who needs something to um, encourage them, for anyone who needs something to educate them, you know. And so, with all that being said, um, I've I'm just be transparent, you know, like I always try to be. I have struggled with self control, whether that was maintaining self control when it came to fasting, you know, maintaining self control when it came to you know being holy um, um, and pure, you know. So. Being being patient, you know, having self-control enough to be patient, having self-control enough to be kind, having self-control to have peace and, you know, and and be gentle. You know, that's a big one for me, too. Gentleness. I don't really know how to be gentle, but God is still working on me. He's still showing me how to do these things. And so I feel like self-control is like a very big one, because if we can maintain our self-control, if we can maintain that and we can contain ourselves and control ourselves, then it'll be, we'll be able to, you know, we'll be able to have love. We'll be able to have joy. We'll be able to have peace and patience and, and goodness and kindness and gentleness because we have that self-control. And I feel that that's, that's something that God's body needs to, you know, we need to focus on, you know, we need to focus on having self-control because again, if we control ourselves, Everything else that comes from us is going to be contained and it's going to be acceptable and pleasing because we have now controlled what we feel, what we think, how we how we speak, the actions that we make, you know, 
the choices that we make, the, you know, all of that is going to come back to self-control. And so I don't really want to get into everything today just because I do really want y'all to hear, you know, what what John has to say. And I do want to, I want to hear what he has to say too in, in, in a deeper level. And I also want him to hear what I have to say. And I want us to be able to, you know, basically just feed off each other's conversation. And I, I want, I want this podcast. This is basically the introduction. I'm not, I'm, I'm not just going to go into it right now, but this is just the introduction. I want you to know what this series is going to be about. I want you to know, like, I really want this series to to enlighten you. I want this series to open your eyes to some things, to to allow you to start being accountable for yourself, allow you to see, you know, where you what areas in your life you need to work on, whether that's, you know, having self-control to hey, say no. Um I'm not going to talk to you. I'm done with you. I'm not going to sleep with you or whether that's self-control to say, "Hey, um I'm going to maintain, you know, I'm going I'm a fast, I'm a pray, I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do like you know, whatever that is for you, you know, whatever the self-control is that you need to, to whatever part of yourself that you need to control, I want you to be able to do that. And so, but the main, the main thing about it is sex, lies, and soul ties. And so, um, I cannot wait for y'all to, to hear everything that God has, you know, given to me. You know, and this was just my introduction. Um, there is definitely more to come. But at this time, um, I would just say that God is still, he's still good. He's still able. He's still <laughs> magnificent and worthy. And I'm just, I'm just thankful. And I'm, I'm praying for, for open hearts, open ears and, and, and open minds, you know, I want everybody to be open-minded. Cause I know when, when we talk about sex and we like, Oh, we should wait. There's a lot of people that's not patient. A lot of people that's not patient. A lot of people lacking, you know, the fruit of the spirit to be patient and wait and, and allow God to work in you and do something in you. I remember, um, I watched a series by pastor Mike, um, it was called by, by Pastor Mike Todd. It was called Relationship Goals. This was the original Relationship Goals, and then the Relationship Goals, the first the first season that he put, you know put out, he was talking about you know before the person, and he was saying how when God created Adam, He created him apart from Eve, you know, and He gave Adam an assignment way before He gave him Eve. You know, He had stuff that He was supposed to be doing. You know, He was supposed to tend and watch the garden and he was supposed to cultivate the land that God gave him and he was supposed to take care of everything. You know, he had a he had a purpose before he had a wife. And then God gave him his wife after he had already been working and after he had already been already been doing what God had called him to do. And so it was just like that was eye opening for me back then and it still is now because I am in my single season now. You know, I haven't had a man and, you know, sometimes I do get lonely and sometimes I'm like, man, I I am tired of doing everything by myself. I am tired of, you know, having to take care of my house, take care of my yard, take care of the trash. Like, yes, I am tired of that, you know, but at the same time, I feel like I'm in my Adam season. I feel like 
I'm here because God is trying to work in me and he's trying to create some things in me that if I had a man in my face, I would lose track of that. I wouldn't be doing this podcast. I wouldn't even be probably wouldn't even be watching sermons because I'd be so worried about this, this man that God has, or that I have given to myself, you know, cause sometimes most of the time, a lot of the time we go out and we get in relationships with people that God never told us he wanted us with in the first place. And once we do that, now we done allowed the enemy to distract us with a person. And so now when I'm supposed to be talking to you on this podcast, what I'm really doing is I'm sitting up here and I'm, I'm texting. I'm, I'm in this man's face. I'm worried about what this man doing. I'm worried about what this man at, where this man at, who he talking to, you know, and that's another thing, you know, while I'm in my Adam season, which I'm calling in my Adam season, you know, because when Adam was all by himself, he was working. He went, you know, before he had his wife, he was working. He was focused. He didn't have no distractions. You know, he was, he was walking in purpose. And so in my Adam season, I know that I do have some insecurities that I have to work out that God is working out you know, while I'm alone, he's, he's teaching me about myself, you know, because when I did, um, get my first boyfriend, I lost sight of who I was. And, and I'm gonna be honest. I don't even think I had sight of who I was before I had that man. I don't think I knew who I was. I don't think that I had an identity. I don't, I didn't, I didn't have my identity because I didn't have Jesus in my life when I had that relationship, you know, and you know, I knew, but I did know that once the relationship was over, I felt like, man, I'm supposed to have a husband, you know, and I could have wild out, you know, a lot of people talk about, um, excuse my French. A lot of people talk about having a whole face. I can honestly say I don't have, I've never did that, you know, but I, I made sure that I, cons- uh, what's the word? Con- cons- I don't know. Uh, I know what, I know what I'm trying to say, but I don't know how to say it. Um, I kept myself. I, I got the word on the tip of my tongue, but it just won't come out. So I kept myself. I kept myself and I made sure that I remembered that even though I didn't lay down with my husband for my first time, I remembered and I always kept it in my heart and in my mind that I have a husband somewhere out there. I have a husband. And I'm going to be honest, for a long time, I thought it was my ex, you know, which was the uh, only boyfriend that I really ever had in my life. Which, you know, of course, everybody want to marry their first love. Everybody want to, you know. But I literally had to allow God to work in me and to show me that that is not my husband. But he does have a husband for me. You know, and that is why I kept myself. I could have been sleeping with, you know, this guy and that guy. And I'm not going to say that I didn't sleep with other people. But it wasn't nothing. It wasn't nothing like consistent. You know, I, I don't know. I felt like I was. I felt like I I slept with people that I felt like I could trust, but even people that I went to school with that I, do you know, like over the years you, you, you run into somebody and you know, you're like, Oh, you know, I used to have a crush on you in school and yada, 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 and y'all catch up or whatever. And then, you know, it was stuff like that. Like I, I made sure that I wasn't sleeping with no randoms. You know, I made sure that I wasn't just, you know, with a whole bunch of men, you know, I literally, I can count my sex partners on my hand. And I don't even use all of my fingers, but I still felt in my spirit that that was too many people. 
And, you know, I know I, I tell people that all the time and a lot of people is like, girl, that's nothing. That's nothing. I got X, Y, and Z and this, this, that, and the third. And I'm just like, but for me and the, the, the path that I felt like God ordained for me, I feel like the amount of men that I have slept with, even though it only takes one hand and not even all of my fingers on that one hand, I still feel in my spirit that that's too many people. I, in my mind, when I, before I started, you know, being sexually active, I had it in my mind. I'm going to have sex when I get a husband. I'm going to save myself for marriage. I was 18. You know, I started feeling myself and I'm like, oh, well, I guess I'm 18. You know, I guess it's okay now because I'm grown. So I thought, but I do want to be clear. Age have nothing to do with being ready for sex. You can be a 40 year old virgin. And still not be ready to have sex because God have not sent you your person. You know, you can, you can, you can literally be, it, you can literally be 50, 40, 18, whatever the age you can, you can, and, and not be ready because God has to do something with you and for you before he gives you the person that he wants you to dedicate your life to. And then y'all dedicate y'all life to God together. But before you get a person, a partner, a life partner, um, you, you have stuff that you should be working on and you have stuff that God is trying to work and get out of you because some of the things that you have in you, you cannot take into that marriage. You cannot take into that relationship. And I'm, I'm, I'm not even going to say relationship because the relationship is, is, it's a partnership, that a lifelong partnership, you know, that marriage, that, that, that God given blessed, blessed unity, you know, like it's some things that if you, if you take that into that relationship, you're going to kill that relationship. So it's like some of the things that you have, some of the things that you do, some of the things that you've experienced in your life, God needs you to heal. God needs you to cultivate. God needs you to get in purpose. God needs you to get in position. So that way, while you're working, while you're by yourself and your future husband, your future wife, they're working while they're by themselves. Now, when y'all get together, now y'all both working in purpose together. You're helping him. He's helping you. Y'all helping each other and y'all both doing it for the glory of God. You know, that's what, that's what it is. And you know, a lot of people, they, Oh, I want a husband. Oh, I want kids. Oh, I want this. Oh, I want that. But you get sex, you get kids, you get stressed out, you get left. That, that I mean, that that's how it's pretty much going nowadays. You get a you get a boyfriend, y'all start sleeping together. Oops, you get pregnant. Oh, you might get pregnant. I got pregnant three times, and I'm still single. But now, not only am I single, I'm a single mother. On top of being single, I have to take care of three kids. All by myself. I have to pay my rent for this four bedroom house that God blessed me with. All by myself. I have to cut my grass. All by myself. I have to go to school. I have to go to work. I have to get my kids up for school. All by myself. I'm doing this all by myself because of a decision I made prematurely. When I wasn't ready for it. But. I'm, I'm here now, so I'm thanking God that I'm wise enough to be able to know that if I rush into another relationship, 
unprepared and unready, I know what the consequences of that is. So now that I know, now that I know, of course, I'm going to do better because I know better. So when, when, when people, you say, man, you know, you know, you're not supposed to have sex before marriage or not even that. A lot of people, when you start talking about sin with people, People, the first thing that they want to say is, well, you ain't supposed to have sex before marriage and look at you. You did it anyway. You know, like people want to throw it's sin. They want to throw sin for sin, tit for tat. Like, oh, you did. I'm doing this sin and you trying to confront me about it or not even confront. But but you just speaking knowledge about how God feels about certain situations. And then people start throwing the sins that they can see on you out to you. You know, yeah, that's what they start doing. And the number one is, well, you having sex, you didn't have sex, but God does not approve of sex before you're married. And that's because sex creates soul ties, which can be un and very unhealthy attachments for you. You it can have you, you know, it can have you confused and it can have you feeling like you're supposed to be married to somebody and not even be married to that person. Never going to be married to that person. God never wanted it to happen. That's why it never worked out. That's why when you was in that relationship, you were stressed and depressed and you was going through it. You know, you 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 was you was for me when I was when I was going through when I was going through what I was going through, I was I was going through it. Like I was I was Whew. Thank you, Jesus, for deliverance and for for, you know, showing me the way. But I was I was going through it. You know, at one point, you know. I was I was so depressed because of the situation that I created for myself and the situation that I kept going back to. Kept going back to, kept going back to, kept thinking like this, this supposed to be my husband. This supposed to be my husband. This supposed to be my husband. Whole time, God is not letting this work out in my favor because that was not my husband. That wasn't, he wasn't for me. He just became my children's father, but that didn't make him my husband. And the only reason why he became my children's father is, and, and this is me personally, what I feel is because God wanted me to experience motherhood by myself because God knew that if he could give me a reason to straighten up, even though I did it slowly, but surely, you know, if God, if he gave me a reason to straighten up or I was continuously, as I'm trying to get my life back on track, as I'm trying to do right, I will continuously remember, Hey, I got a little girl looking at me. I got a little girl looking at me. And when the first little girl didn't work, God gave me another one. And when the second little girl didn't work, God gave me another one. And then I ended up with three girls. And I'm going to be honest with you, for a little bit, the third little girl didn't work either. But the way God touched my heart and he showed me and he revealed to me some things, that's what did it along with my kids. You know, he, he, he allowed my children to put me in position to get back in purpose. Because he will use the things what the enemy meant for evil, God going to use for good. The enemy meant that relationship that I was in to kill me, to, to make me get so low down to the point where I was supposed to be dead. But he gave me my kids and my kids brought me joy. My kids brought me peace. My kids brought me purpose. And so he used what the enemy meant for evil for my good. So yes, some, in some instances, God will allow you to 
Not even like sometimes we put ourselves in situations and God will be like, okay, well, since you feel like you know everything, I'm going to let you do this your way. And, and, and when you're ready for me, let me know. And when I'm, and when you call me, I'm coming. But since you think you know what you're doing, I'm going to move my hand. And, and he'll allow us to go through things and face life lessons that had we been obedient in the first place, we probably would have never got had to go through that at all. So I just I just want to I just want to be clear when it comes to to the lie that the enemy tries to tell us that, you know, we, we have to we have to be in relationships with people. We don't have to be doing nothing prematurely. Yes, God wants us to have a relationship. God said it's not good for man to be alone. That's why he created Eve. But before he created Eve, he had Adam walking in purpose. He had Adam doing what he was supposed to be doing, being being obedient to his calling, to everything that God created him to do before he had a wife. So I just, I just want, I just want people to understand like the purpose that we have single seasons is not because God wants us to be lonely. Cause yes, it get lonely. Yes. I be wanting somebody to call. Yes. I be wanting somebody to text. Yes. My phone be dry. Yes. I be like, Oh, I'll be seeing all these little cute relationships. And I'm like, if I had a boyfriend, you know, but I, I honestly, I'm honest with myself. I'm honest with myself. And I'm, I tell myself that, you know, yeah, I, I want a man. I want a boyfriend. I want a husband. I want it. But I tell myself and I'm honest with myself to the point where I'm saying like, if I had a man in my face, that was my man. I would not be walking in purpose. And I probably, if, if, if I had a, if I had a, a husband, I know that, that I wouldn't be able to, to stay focused. Like, like I, like I'm doing now. Cause and then I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't even got a man. And sometimes I lose focus. So just think I'm by myself. And sometimes I lose focus. Imagine if I had a fine man with me, I would definitely wouldn't be able to focus. So it's just like, we re- we really got to walk in our single season. And a lot of times what we do, we we be in our single season. We be getting a little aroused and we be getting feeling like we got to have sex with somebody or, you know, or people don't, they're like, I ain't having sex, but you playing with yourself. You masturbating. You watching porn. You got sex toys. Blow up dolls. You know, you, you, you don't necessarily have to go out and sleep with another person. Sleeping like fondling your own body is a sin as well. Just because you're not up out and about doing your thing with this man and that woman and yada yada. Just because you're not doing all of that don't mean that what you're doing in the dark ain't, ain't, ain't overlooked. It's not overlooked. God saw that. And I know because trust me, God didn't, he didn't told me about myself a few times. So I'm not, I'm not just talking. I'm not just talking to, you know, cash judgment because like I said, God was dealing with me with this before he even brought it to my attention to say anything about it. But it's like once God, once God tells you so much information about it, 
He going to put it in your heart when it's ready to come out. Even if you're still walking on it, even if you're still going through it. And sometimes when you start open up in, when you start to open up your mouth and you start to give the word or speak what God says, a lot of times he'll have you to speak to your own situation and you have to speak to yourself while you speaking to others as well. And so, you know, I know that I know that masturbation is a sin, you know, and a lot of people don't like to hear that either. Oh man, y'all just don't, y'all don't want nobody to do nothing. That's why I ain't Christian. Cause y'all just, y'all just want people to, to follow the rules and da da da. No, that's not it. God can see further ahead than you can. So if God knows, okay, the more you play with yourself, the more you use that, that rose, the more you, you know, watch them porn videos, the more you, the more you do that, you're creating an appetite for yourself. Then when you see, then you see girls on Instagram shaking their butt, you already getting, you, you know, you getting aroused, you getting excited. You can't even go to the, to the pool because now you so excited to the point where, ain't shot it looking good. Now we can see you through your pants. Because you don't know how to control your body. So we gotta we gotta remember that. And and women, just because we men can't automatically see when we aroused, don't mean that God don't know when you looking at something and you get aroused as well. Stop entertaining, stop entertaining things, stop watching things, stop listening to sexual music. Oh, I like that new uh I don't know. I don't really know, but I know them old school, them Bobby Valentino, not Bobby Valentino, maybe him, uh, Pleasure P, Pleasure P, Pretty Ricky, all that. That was literally like, that was literally like programming the female mind. All these songs about sex, I ain't know nothing about, but I know I, I, I know. I heard my sister singing and listening to him. Like, I, even the old school music. That even the old school music, just because it's old school don't mean it ain't feeding the appetite of sexual immorality. All that, let me look you up and down. Like, are you my husband? Are we married? Like, that, that's, that's how I be looking at music now. I literally, Chris Brown, you know, I, I, it's, it's the promotion of the sexual immorality for me. I mean, and I have no, no, I have nothing against Chris Brown. He's a very talented artist, talented artist, but, but let me say this, but at the same time, I'm not married. What I entertain, what I feed grows, what I feed grows, what I starve dies. So if I'm starving the lustful desires in me, Instead of feeding it with, you know, don't stop. You know, like girls get the shaking their body, shaking and all that. You know, like if 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 I'm feeding it, it's going to grow. But if I'm starving it, it's gonna die. So it's like we have to, we have to really just be be wise about what we're doing. We have to be aware. We have to be spiritually aware, mentally aware, and emotionally aware of what we watching, what we listening to, what we entertaining, them late night, what you doing text at two, three o'clock in the morning, them you sleep, them drunk text, 
All that we have to make sure. We have to make sure that we are not entertaining things that will get us tied up and caught up in the trap and the trick of the enemy. Because the enemy knows he beats literally. I don't, I was, I, like I said, I didn't watch so many, um, so many sermons within from, from, from Sunday up until today. Like, I don't know which one, I don't know if it was, um, fellowship of purpose. I don't know if it was the top church or I don't know if it was, um, oh my God, I hate that. I can't remember this church, but I think it's elevation. I don't think it's elevation. Ooh. I don't know whether well, whatever. Um I don't know who said it, but I know that he said cuz I was listening to all me and pastors. Um you know what? I I feel really bad about not knowing because I watched him and and to be honest, see the reason why I start tithing and giving my tithes. So, I'm finna get my book. The brand new book that I was telling y'all about, the one that I just purchased on Saturday. <sighs> Sorry, y'all. Pause for dramatic effect. But hold on. Because I know. Hold on. He said. Oh, man. I forgot. Okay, hold on. He said. The enemy. Here it goes. It was this was from Fellowship of Purpose. I'm sorry, y'all. It says the enemy is watching you, and he knows when you have been stressing. He knows what you've been going through. He knows what you've been dealing with because he he prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking who he can devour. So he been looking at you even when you weren't looking at yourself. He been looking at you. He said, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She been watching that P-Valley stuff. Mm-hmm. She been watching P-Valley. So she, she, yeah. He been, he been watching that porn. So I know he ready. So then what he do is he'll send something your way, cross your path, cross your eye. to now y'all done caught eyes with each other. Now that y'all done caught eyes with each other. Now you want something from them. And they want something from you. And y'all don't care. And y'all just DTF. And y'all just ready to get it on. And now, boom. You didn't got. You didn't, you didn't, you didn't commit a sin against your own body. You didn't commit a sin against the Holy Spirit. You didn't commit a sin against the other person. The other person that committed a sin against themselves. Now you got a soul tie. Don't know who they been with. Don't know where they been. Don't know what they dealing with. Don't know if they depressed, if they sad, if they stressed. You don't know nothing about what they got going on. And now, because you didn't stop and think about the decisions you was making because you had been feeding that appetite already. The enemy knew you been feeding that appetite. The enemy been watching you. He been studying you. He been knowing. He know when you been battled and you got your uh the armor, the full armor of God on. And he know if you missing a he know when you missing a breastplate of righteousness. He knows. He knows. He knows that. And so because he knows that, we gotta stay ready. We gotta stay ready because 
He don't care. He come to steal, kill, and destroy in any weak spot, any any area where he feel like, oh, I'm finna hit him right here because she, she ain't been having on her breastplate of righteousness. She been listening to all these sexual immoral music. She been listening and watching and doing all this. Y'all finna hit it right here. Bow. Now he didn't hit you. You ain't even got the breastplate of righteousness on. Now you wounded. Now you got stuff coming against you. Now you're battling with things that you're like, man, I was doing good before I started messing with you. Man, I wasn't sad before I started messing with you. Now you done stole my joy, my peace. Now I'm stressed and I'm worried about where you at, where you been, who you talking to, who is this girl, who is that girl. It's so much that come with this. It's big. This is bigger than Nino Brown. Like, no, for real. This is this is bigger than just, oh, I'm feeling horny. Let's get it on. It's bigger than that. It's deeper than that. And that's my y'all know that's my phrase. It's deeper than you think because it is. For we do not battle against flesh and blood. We we really battling against principalities and wickedness and darkness in high places. Like, and they don't take no days off. So why should we? They don't take no days off. They literally stay up night and day, day and night, night and day, day and night. No, they not, you know, omni, omnipresent like God. No, they can't see you at all times. But that don't mean the enemy won't sit somebody outside your camp and be like, hey, when they move, if she moved the wrong way, get her. If she moved the wrong way, get her. You know what I'm saying? Like he does that. He'll send his minions, his demons, his legions, his witches, his warlocks. He'll send them to watch you, study you, boom, now you got. Because you done took the wrong turn, you done made the wrong decision, and now you're sexually immoral, committing acts that you didn't even plan on doing, all because you didn't set yourself up, you didn't fed an appetite within yourself that you knew, you knew you weren't supposed to be doing that. And I ain't mean to preach to y'all, but it's long, but... I just had to give y'all a little introduction on why I wanted to talk about this because this is serious. This is serious. And the stuff that I'm going to say to y'all later, all my little notes that I got for y'all later, it's serious. It's serious. And it's not, and and, and, I'm going to just end it here. Like, it's not just you. This is not only about you. The generations to come are affected by the choices that you make, whether it's a sexual immoral act that you commit or whether you lying, stealing, killing, cheating, whatever. Like there are generational curses that come with everything. And just like generational curses, they're generational blessings. So be mindful Are we going to leave generational curses for the generations to come? The innocent ones, the ones that didn't ask to be here, the ones that didn't ask to go through this. But now because I did it, I wasn't strong enough. I didn't have self-control to get over this or or, or overcome this. Now my great, 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 great granddaughter got to deal with this because of me, because I passed it to my daughter and my daughter passed it to her daughter and her daughter passed it to her daughter and et cetera, et cetera, because that's how it goes. So instead of leaving these generational curses for our family, let's start leaving generational blessings, gifts of wisdom. Oh, my grandmother was wise. She was wise and she was honorable. She was a woman after God's own heart. She was, she was loving and caring and she can maintain self-control. She mastered over self-control. 
these are the things that we have to start thinking about over oh i am i am feeling hot and ready like over these things and we got to think on these things that are honorable just and good and we got to make sure that we practice in self-control because like i said i feel like self-control really is the root of us can you control yourself do you get horny and do you start calling your ex and your 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 boo thing and your potential and like do you do you do that? I'm asking you. This is a reflection question. Look back and see. Have you done it? Was you thinking about doing it? Are you gonna stop doing it? I can only give you the nuggets. It's for you to take them at home and eat them. It's for you to swallow them and swallow them and digest them and you know, let it, let it, let it sit on your belly or sit on your heart or sit in your mind. Or, you know, it's that's that's on you. You know, you you gotta make that decision. I can't make it for you. I can't make that decision for you. But as for me and my house, we will conquer over generational curses. I am more than a conqueror. I am the head and not the tail. I am above and not beneath. I can do all things. Through Christ who strengthened me. Like I, I will overcome sexual immorality. I will overcome sexual sins and desires. And I will conquer over self-control. And I will have that. And I'll put it in my pocket. And i carry it with me everywhere I go. I'll put it on my, my watch. On my wrist and wear it like a watch. I'll put it on tied around my neck. I'll write it on a tablet in my heart. Like this, this is this is my this is my declaration for me and my family. And so I just hope that y'all were blessed by this little introduction because that's all it was. And I hope and I pray that you receive something. Again, I was not trying to preach to y'all, but God was stirring up something in me because I haven't really just got out there and spoke in a while. Because, like I said, y'all, I lost focus. I got distracted because it happens. And so you see how I can get distracted? I got a lot going on. I got two jobs. I work, go to two institutions for school, three kids, two pets, no man. I'm distracted sometimes. And I'm transparent enough to say that. So, you know, just just keep letting go out work on you. Um, I love y'all. I really, 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 truly hope that this blesses y'all. I hope that you trust God. I love this little book, this little journal that I got. And I knew it was something special because on this journal, the one that I decided to use for my, my Bible, uh, for my church notes, I mean, it says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope in the future. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. That's my reminder. That God know the plans that he has for me and for you. God knows. He knows more. He sees more. He's wiser. So let God be God. You be the vessel. Be willing. Be able. Be strong. Be courageous. And trust that you got this. I ain't going to say it's not going to be easy. But you do have to be willing and ready to accomplish and, and conquer over this.
And and I pray that you do. And so I'm going to end it with a prayer. Father God, I thank you for this day. I thank you for allowing me to speak. And I ask that you allow these words to go forth and, and be planted on good soil, on good ground. I pray that these start to produce good fruit out of the, the, the listeners, Lord, in my life and those who will listen to this. I pray that you allow them to to receive good good encouragement. I pray that, you know, you just touch their hearts, Lord. Touch them in a way that only you can touch them, Lord. Start revealing to them areas in their lives where they have not maintained self-control. And that and it has caused them to, to commit sick, sexual immorality against themselves. Um, Lord, show them areas in their life where they can have a little more self-control. Show them areas in their life where they have not put on the, the breastplate of righteousness. They have not said things. Show them when they've said you know, sexual things to people that was out of line and, and, and when they created opportunities for them. Show them areas in their life where they, they made room for the sexual sin, where they made a bed for it, where they, they set it up and they ran sexual immorality bathwater and got real cozy with the Lord. Show 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 us all areas of our life where we have not been been worthy and and, and allow us to, to have the self control to begin to do the footwork to be able to conquer over these things. Lord, we trust you, Lord. We honor you, God. We we thank you, Lord. We we ask that you just continue to bless us and keep us covered and keep us in your perfect peace. We ask that you bless us with the blood of Jesus. We ask that you you cover us from the top of our heads to the soles of our feet. We ask that you cover us mind, body, and spirit, Lord. Renew our hearts, renew our minds. Remember, let us remember those promises that you gave us. Let us let us our hearts be turned from the world and turned back to you. Let us regain focus and and let us regain our desire. Let us regain our fire for you, Lord. We ask that you just continue to bless us and cover us and keep us in your perfect peace and your perfect will. We ask that you send your warring angels to cover us as we sleep and bless us as we wake, Lord. We ask that you allow us to to have opportunities in our lives where we choose the right path. The path that you have for us, the path that you wanted to bless us with. And we ask that you just cover us and you just keep us safe, Lord. Hide us, Lord. Hide us from the world. Shield us from the world, Lord, so that way we can realign and rededicate ourselves back to you. Spiritually, mentally, emotionally, Lord. And even some areas financially where some of us have not gave our all to you. Whether that be in tithes. Whether that being spent, you're just giving our time or serving your, your children, Lord. Allow us to be to, to be restored and renewed back to you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. You are awesome. You are mighty. You are worthy, Father God. You are, you are amazing. And I just thank you for everything that you've done, everything that you're doing, everything that you're about to do, Lord. I ask that you allow these words to touch your children. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, Father God. I thank you, I love you, and I bless your holy name. And I'm your host, Zanita Anna, and I hope everybody have a blessed and beautiful night. Peace.